Rogue's Gallery Uncovered. Bad behaviour in period costume. Unapologetic snapshots of history's greatest libertines, Lotharios and complete bastards. This podcast contains adult themes and the occasional bit of colourful language. Those of a delicate disposition may experience an attack of the vapours. A quiet pint at the Cock Tavern. Drunkenness, nudity, blasphemy and mime. With Sir Charles Sedley. The following tale is written in the present tense of the period in which it's set and as such may contain attitudes and opinions of the protagonists and their times which would today be considered unacceptable. As a relatively respectable 21st century man, those attitudes and opinions are obviously not mine. London, 1663 Dramatist, libertine, politician and wit Charles Sedley stands on a balcony above a crowd of nearly 1,000 gawping bystanders and does something so outrageous with his penis that he immediately starts a riot. In his defence, he is monumentally drunk. 24-year-old Sedley is an Oxford University dropout and the fifth baronet of Aylesbury in Kent. He has a round, chubby face, a substantial purse and a hearty appetite for life. In his spare time, he's a member of an informal drinking and fornication club known as the Ballers, who meet at a tavern called the Dog and Partridge, enjoy drunken orgies with prostitutes and are collectively fond of dancing naked. So highly esteemed is Sedley in their company that it's rumoured he's even written their club poem, The Ballers' Oath. We to this order none receive that in his glass a drop doth leave that will not turn and set and side it as long as damsel can abide it, and eat and drink the best he can like a true dog and partridge man. Thou shalt no lady court whose pride will any tedious siege abide, nor yet again descend so low amongst those that know not to say no. But when one proves truly kind, as truly as thy love can find, thou shalt no observations hoard to vent for wit at great man's board. But whatsoe'er is said or done must be forgotten by next son. Essentially, it's a verse of welcome. For any gentleman who likes a drink, or five, enjoys stuffing his face and will happily entertain women of easy virtue. The two provisos that stand above all others are that none should speak of his fellow ballers' debauchery and that what takes place at their raucous evenings should be totally forgotten about by the morning. Considering the amount most of them put away, that rarely proves to be an issue. On this warm June afternoon, however, Sedley has forsaken his fellow ballers and has been enjoying a convivial get-together with friends Charles Sackville, or Lord Buckhurst to you and me, and Thomas Ogle at the aptly named Cock Tavern in Bow Street. This venue is already notorious as a haunt of rakes and 'er ne'er-do-wells and is managed by a formidable woman known to all as Oxford Kate. Sedley's contemporary, the playwright William Wycherley, used to lodge in its upper rooms with his first wife, the Countess of Droida, and it's said that whenever he hosted a spirited evening of revels, he always left the windows open so that everybody could see that no harlots were present, the jealous Countess being well known for her furious temper. Sedley is not so obliging. In the private upstairs room that he's rented, 
the three friends have consumed platters laden with meat, washed down by bottle after bottle after bottle of wine. All presented by serving girls who've been paid handsomely to perform their duties without a stitch of clothing. As the laughter becomes louder and the conversation, such as it is, even luder, the trio decide to take their high spirits into the open air and adjourn to the balcony. By 1663, Restoration Londoners are used to seeing groups of good-humoured young men enjoying themselves, which would never have happened under puritanical killjoy Oliver Cromwell. But as the cackling trio strip off their clothes, squat over the balcony rail and loudly void their bowels into the street below, even they stop and stare. You don't get that at the House of Lords. Word of this disgraceful exhibition starts to spread and the watching crowd quickly swells until the space in front of the cock tavern is heaving with people, some pointing and laughing while others stand appalled. Samuel Pepys isn't there himself to watch the depravity, but that doesn't stop him writing about what follows in his famous diary. Emboldened by the attention, the three naked men start to perform an impromptu tableau, graphically demonstrating all the sexual positions they know, which are quite a few. A member of the audience describes them as acting all the postures of lust and buggery as could be imagined. While his companions continue with their pornographic mime show, Sedley preaches to the crowd in the style of a drunken priest, using the most profane and blasphemous language he can think of. He concludes by claiming to have a special powder for sale, which will make all the cunt in town run after whichever man buys it from him. He then dips his pizzle into a glass of wine, gives it a thorough wash, pops it out, proposes a toast to King Charles and downs the wine in one gulp. Outraged, the crowd explode in fury. Windows are broken and attempts are made to smash down the tavern door. The laughing cavaliers inside retaliate by lobbing empty wine bottles over the balcony rail and onto their heads. Some of these bottles are half full of piss, so the angry mob find themselves showered with a mixture of urine and broken glass. Eventually, the trio are dragged from the premises and bustled off to safety before they're torn limb from naked limb. At his trial, the Lord Chief Justice says it's because of men like Sedley that God's anger and judgment hang over us, before demanding that he pay the not inconsiderable sum of £500. An unrepentant Sedley replies that he must be the first man ever to be fined for taking a shit and petitions King Charles for a lenient sentence. Charles thinks that Sedley and his friends are hilarious and nothing more than high-spirited young bucks, much like himself, even though he's in his thirties, so Sedley's punishment goes no further. The fine, which three centuries later will be the equivalent of £35,000, goes unpaid. And five years later, Sedley and Sackville will again find themselves before the court this time charged with drunkenly running through town, showing all and sundry their buttocks, before getting into a fist fight with the watch who comes to arrest them. The hijinks at the Cock Tavern, however, does have one lasting effect. It enables Sedley to claim the dubious honour of being the first recorded person in British legal history to be punished in common law for the crime of blasphemy. Cheers! Next week on Rogue's Gallery Uncovered, Everyone's Gone Fanny Mad with Fanny Murray. How 18th century England's most famous courtesan 
became a national celebrity who was so wealthy she could literally afford to eat money. If you've enjoyed this podcast, visit roguesgalleryuncovered.com. You'll find lots more roguish content there, and you'll be able to subscribe to the gallery so you never miss a disreputable episode. That's all for now. See you yesterday. Thank you.